Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Mickey, who has, listen up people, listened to every single episode of the podcast. We love that, Mickey. All the rest of you, if you're slacking, Go catch up on the back episodes. She says, I know Margaret has talked about giving into Fortnite in her house. Well, I have too. My question is, how do I discuss internet safety with my son, seven, who wants to play online with his friends when I have no clue what playing online entails? I have never been a gamer and neither has my husband and I feel like we are flying blind. I don't want to hold him back from socializing with friends, especially now, but I don't want him to get into a bad situation either. Thank you guys. Um, Mickey. Okay. So I, first of all, am going to give you the extremely helpful advice. You should Google that. Um, because rather than spending, I only have about six minutes here. So rather than spending all of that time going through how to keep kids safe online, just Google safety around kids and Fortnite, how to keep my kids safe while playing Fortnite. There's a million better articles than I can spout out that have been written about that. But I'm going to give you some parameters that work in our house as well. So the very first thing that we do is that our kids play Fortnite in rooms that uh, we have access to and they're basically in the middle of. So originally this was the middle of our living room and anyone who has kids who play headset games young kids especially, uh, kids have some trouble regulating the volume of their voice when their ears are covered. And so originally I wanted them in the room with me and then they moved into the playroom and then we actually moved them downstairs into a gaming room. But I'm it's next to the laundry room. So uh, yes, I am in and out of that room all day. So that's one thing. My kids don't play anywhere in isolation where we don't basically have some general sense of what is going on. In my experience, Fortnite involves a lot of Yelling, screaming, sometimes vague naughtiness, but I do kind of keep it under control. And I keep an eye on it and I will walk in and be like, you know what? That doesn't sound super appropriate. Are are we all picking on one player here or are we playing nicely? And it's not my son's favorite thing when I do it in front of his 12-year-old friends, but let me tell you, it's his bad luck to have me as a mom because I will go in and I haven't yet, but like I would pick up the headphone off his head and yell at one of his friends and be like, you know what, get it together. Let's be nice. Um, so I think the biggest thing is not letting this become an activity that happens in total isolation from you. I actually also know nothing about video games. I was never a gamer and 
my husband. I mean, we're also old. Like we didn't, the, I was a gamer. Like I played Pitfall on the Atari, you know, oldie locks alert. Back in my day. I mean, we, none of us have experience with this headset gaming. And so I just talked to my kids a ton about no strangers allowed in the game. When I sometimes am doing the laundry, I stop by who's on the game, who's playing, who's this guy? I don't recognize him. Oh, that's Sean's cousin, Tim. Okay. Is, is he being appropriate? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Um, and those are the dialogues that we have all the time. And I think this is kind of the new world. And so I was not a big fan of the Fortnite idea. I'm still not loving Fortnite. It's a lot of like shooting people to death. And, you know, I don't love to hear my kids be like, I got a headshot on that guy. It just bums me out and grosses me out. And um, so I've also talked to them about like, you know, I don't love that. I, I don't really want to talk about that. It's, I find it unappealing. And so I kind of represent the voice in our household of like, eh, I'm not interested in this, but it has kept them very connected during the pandemic to their friends. It gives them like a really good social outlet and it involves some things that I'm not comfortable with, but in my 50-50, 50% what works for you, 50% what works for the kids. I have to say it works for both of us, but I do verbally often push back against the violence. And I'm like, here's why this grosses me out. And my kids seem somewhat open to listening to that. So that's all I can say. I mean, it's it's not, I wouldn't necessarily choose it, but it is where we are right now. And then I just think, you basically know what's going on, who they're playing with. You set super rules and parameters. Let me tell you with Fortnite, our new rule is you have to be off the screens at eight o'clock. That means if you have a match that finishes at 7.55, you don't start another match. If we're doing a generalized screen time, I will call out last match. And that means at the end of this match, you all have to get off your screens. Because the other thing with Fortnite is that it draws you into a world of, you know, you play more, play more, play more. And so that's been another conflict that we're working on. But I think it kind of underscores a lot of good skills, which is like time management, figure it out. When people are, you know, misbehaving, I expect you to get off the game. You would be so much better served taking your headset off and saying someone was being inappropriate at the game, so I left, than having me walk by with a load of laundry and hear something inappropriate, because then you're off for two weeks and no one's happy. And so I think you give them some control. Seven is pretty young, and so I think you probably have to be a little bit more on top of this. And I wish I could say, I'm not even 100% sure... I guess you can set up parental controls and stuff, and you don't want your seven-year-old talking to strangers, so make sure you set it up that way, or you have to let your seven-year-old know if anyone is in your room who you don't know, you have to leave, and if I find that you're talking to someone I don't know, that's the end of Fortnite, and those are the kind of parameters you have to set around it. I believe you can, my husband sets all this stuff up, but I believe you can set it up some way that they can't talk to strangers. And basically, that's how we run Fortnite in our house. And go ahead and do some Googling. There's plenty, plenty of people smarter than me have, who have talked about this. But I think it's like we always say, the rules are the rules. So like this is how you behave out in the world is how you're going to behave on Fortnite. You're going to use appropriate language. You're not going to bully people. If people are bullying you, you're going to come get me and we're going to see if we can work it out. And basically, we're all going to be in on what's going on on this world together. And then you're going to take the primary responsibility. Again, with the seven-year-old, my youngest is 10. I would back this up a little bit and realize that like he probably can't take as much responsibility. 
And uh, I would really monitor him. I think seven is a little young for Fortnite, but if you choose to have him playing, if he's finding his community there, I would stay pretty involved in it for right now and really just keep half an eye on what's going on. There's no big mystery. I know you don't know about video games, neither do we, but uh, stay around it and make sure it's something that you're pretty aware of. Mickey, I hope that helps. If you guys have thoughts on Fortnite, gaming, or really anything at all to do with parenting, come to facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast and join our community. You can talk to us. You can talk to other moms. You can give feedback on our episodes, but mostly if you think they're good. If you think they're bad, you can just yell that outside into your lawn. And um, we look forward to talking to you there and talking to you more later in the week. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.